next season on Dark Side of the Ring, in the middle of the most barbaric match in the history of all elite wrestling between AEW's top star MJF and PG Punk? Hold on a second, is this for MJF? I'm not narrating for that asshole after all we've been through. How much is he paying? Okay. AEW's greatest star of all time, the amazing MJF, was well on his way to securing a victory that would feel like an incredible dream soon became his worst nightmare. Now that's a symphony, bitch! Let's be honest here, Long Island. First of all, I love you crazy sons of bitches. Let me tell you something. Wardlow, you're kind of the worst. And karma is coming your way when it comes to these conditions for everything you did back in the day to my best friend, the American roller coaster, Cody Rhodes. Guys, you don't want me to talk about 2024? That's funny, neither does the guy in the back. Don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, don't worry about it. Back to, back to reality, back to reality. Now see him, oh, butt oh. shot, literally shot. What the hell? One, two, three. What are you, are you kidding me? Hey, we know this, it works. The champ is pissed. When it comes to that title, it's not personal to me. It's just business. Last week, you also said you weren't gonna shake my hand, that you were gonna destroy me. Well, I just destroyed your boy. That's a blueprint for what I'm gonna do to you. And whether you like it or not, at the end of the night, double or nothing, you will shake my hand, whether you're conscious or unconscious. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay! It's my name, Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. You're so high, you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything about him. The only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. That's flair. <laughs> Probably look like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my God, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick. Fuck I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games. Ladder war. War games. You're our impressionist. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. Good wrestling day. I got to do it again. Ahoy, my boys. I don't know. I feel like that has to be a new thing in our intro. Hope you guys are having a good Wednesday. Welcome back. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. 
Top of Wrestling is here with another episode. We're ready. We're fired up and ready to go. And look it, I mean, I'm not even going to go too into the show without bringing in the man, the myth, the legend, the doc, ODM. You know, I, I had prepared you know, several remarks for this show, but you know, at the end of the day, with what a shit show it's been, I say we just jump right into it. Because I need something positive that's, that's to focus on. Dude, it's kind of where I'm at, too. I mean, right, so let's just break down what's going on here. We both have had a shitty, shitty day for work. So, you know, we're, we turn the switch off for that. We're fine. Um, I, I, and where I'm at right now, here is a massive downpour. So we have a delay hitting with each other. Internet is down, so I don't have notes. It's going to be a good fucking day. Let's do this, man. Let's go. <laughs> let's uh, So we'll just say thanks for listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and the rest of those things because I can't see them. But, hey, I do know what's on today's doc. We got good shit from Nightwing. We got Bring It to the Table. We got some AEW. We got the Monday Night Wars. And, oh, my, my, we have seen some sunny days. We're here. <laughs> We're at the sunny days. Woohoo! So, a lot of good stuff to talk about today. Um, I, I have to say, opening sounds, I had to make sure to throw in some of the stuff from this past week of Dynamite. You know, if you notice my trend for our opening sounds, it's either something of just random fun or something that's happened this past week. And Dynamite had a couple of noteworthy things, but let me ask you, Odeon, what did, what did you what did you think of MJF's second homecoming to Long Island? Oh, it's amazing. The, the guy's money. The guy's money. And I love he's hyping it up he, now. He's hyping it up every chance he gets. The in the most magical place <laughs> in the world. And the crowd even says it with him now. And this, <laughs> the dark side of the ring package <laughs> threw me off because I actually thought it was a commercial for a second because they brought Wardlow to the ring and then it just fades out and then that hit and I go what's well, Jericho talking okay oh wow they're actually gonna do and here it is we just announced earlier in the day because you had to come back and say they are gonna be doing it I go god damn man that not only was ODM right oh cool this season what's happening <laughs> Wait, you're talking about the dog collar match. Wait, what? <laughs> Are you shitting me? And it was hysterical when he goes, PG Punk. Wait, this is MJ. I'm not doing anything for that asshole. Wait, he's paying me a lot of money. Yeah, all right, I'll do this. Oh, my God. This was awesome. Thank you for playing off of Dark Side of the Ring. That was just tremendous. I mean, it's good work. It's kind of one of those things that when you and I watch Raw now and Nitro, what were they doing at that time? What were they playing off of? You know, like... uh. We didn't get to cover it, but WrestleMania 12, when they had the uh, O.J. Simpson car chase with the Hollywood backlot brawl. Way to play off of things that are happening in that time. That's good. This right here, working off of Dark Side of the Ring was perfect. One thing I would have done if I were MJF. A while back, there was this thing where people were pissed off that Brock Lesnar, I'm saying like five, six, seven years ago, people were pissed off that Brock Lesnar was the champion. They were tired of him showing up on Raw. Right. And there was a thing of people were trying to get a rally behind it. And I'm not sure if you ever remember this, but when he comes out, everybody turn your back. 
everybody in the arena turn the opposite way. Mm-hmm. You ever heard that? No. So it MJF got everybody to actually boo Wardlow. As over as Wardlow is, he even got solidly booed in Long Island because they're still going to back up that hometown hero. He got everybody to boo. Man, if he could just said every time Wardlow speaks, if you guys could just turn your back, that would have been hysterical. It would have been like a most epic shot to see ever. You know what I mean? Um, And we'll talk about CM Punk playing off of it going totally heel again. Both, you know, hometown for MJF, but total heel for Long Island. Let's talk MJF since we're there. Let's talk the news of that since we're just kind of riffing for the day. Um, have you heard the news that, well, MJF is just frustrated with his contract in AEW and the bidding war for 2024 is soon to be on the way. Is that what you're hearing? Oh, that's what they out here saying. Uh, but you know, we, we already kind of went over this and we'll, we'll just get this part out of the way. Cause it's pretty obvious. Um, it's the return of kayfabe. It really is that or all of these, you know, secondhand wrestling news outlets are just massive marks because what you're seeing is headlines saying a or, uh, you know, MJF, you know, still frustrated MJF looking for a new contract, all these different headlines. But then when you actually read his interview, oh, my God. It, it, it's so obviously it's a work. work. It's so obviously a yeah. work. Shitting on Tony Khan in a tweet or in an interview and saying they have difference of opinions, saying he doesn't like the amount of money he's getting. Look at there is no way in hell Tony Khan will ever let go of MJF. If he said he wanted ten million a year, he's probably gonna get it. Here's the thing. MJF goes over to WWE while he can get paid, he's gonna be Kevin Owens. He's gonna be put into comedy shticks, but at a limited amount. He'll never go over there. It was never a, a possibility. Anything that you guys are seeing, look at, look at. We could predict things, and we could even be wrong. I said Cody's not going to WWE, and holy shit, I was wrong. People said he was going to be Stardust within a month, and he's headlining, uh, or the the face of the poster for Hell in a Cell coming up. Yep, replaced from Roman Reigns. Look at, we could be wrong. There's no goddamn way we're wrong on this. There's no way that MJF is actually pissed off two years out from his contract being done in 2024. He's working, y'all. It's kayfabe, pal. And I almost feel like we got to put it in the prediction column soon that you called it, that the days of kayfabe are out. You know, one thing, we talked about the movie The Departed that time. And do you remember where Jack Nicholson tries or maybe it was uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, one of them, they go, let's try and flush something down and see if it comes out on the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I think they're start. I I feel like they're starting to do that. Like, even Uncle Dave is like, I have it on good authority. This is what's happening. And he's been goddamn wrong so many times. I feel like if I was Tony Khan, play with some of your roster, some of your guys, some of the people that are there. Start telling them bullshit things. And when you see it pop up on the news, you're like, ha ha, okay, I can't trust him anymore. Check mark. I'm just saying it could help you at least because it, MJF even did it in his uh, promo. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 can't say that. I'm going to make the man back- backstage upset, right? Really? Yeah, because he would allow that right. too. Yeah. 
Absolutely. It's it, Marks. Yeah, it, it, it's it's ridiculous when you think about it. Like you said, you nailed it. Tony Khan's not going to let him go. And listen, I wouldn't put it past MJF to be a bit of a dick in real life and to use, you know, his his star power to get a new contract or say that he's worth more. I mean, that that stuff can all you be should. true and probably is true. Uh, but let's be honest, man. And, and, and listen, he may go to WWE. They may offer him more money. That's certainly a possibility, too. But at the end of the day, don't work yourself into a shoot, brother. It's funny you say, you know, the star power. Man, a lot of people are naysayers to AEW and saying that they're not on the same level as WWE, yada, yada, yada. You know, I don't care if you think TBS and TNT are as big of channels um, as the USA Network or if they have the same production, the same marketing, whatever you want to call it. Look at a lot of these guys before AEW. No one knew the names, Mm -hmm. generally, of your Maxwell Jacob Friedman, Darby Allin, Jungle Boy, and even more so, you know, Eddie Kingston. I mean, he is. In Santana and Ortiz, they had a, a good name and a good following within Impact, but I feel like... The star power is stronger than ever for them. Oh, definitely. That's why Chris is is done with them. Now he's taking on a whole new set of goons. Let's get them their their names. Let's get them out there. Jericho's smart with what he's doing. He is elevating talent. Daniel Bryan was just... uh, Him and Punk were both just praised, and I can't remember. I think I want to say it was by DDP saying they're doing a great job over there by just elevating the talent. And then you got other people out there who are shitting on it. Fuck it. I'm not even waiting to bring it to the table. I'm hitting it now. Gonna roll right in. Rolling down the river, baby. Uh, oh, my God. It just it just brought me back to liar, liar. What if she'd be rolling down the river? That would That's what she would be if she said, hit me again, Ike. Put some steak on it. All right. Um... Fucking Eric Bischoff. Come on. Did you forget the years of TNA? Did you forget all the shit that you did? Let's not forget. Say what you want. You were the executive that sent Jeff Hardy to the ring when he was drugged up. You were behind the ideas of a lot of really stupid shit in TNA. And you're going to sit here and shit on everything Tony Khan does. Saying, oh, well, their numbers aren't that big. He is doing nothing but pissing on CM Punk as of late. Saying he thought because he won so many scripted fights that he could convince himself to go win a, a real UFC fight. And then posting the picture of Punk. Look at I get you're a black belt, but did you have the set of nuts to go on live pay-per-view and get your ass handed to you with real punches to your face, Bischoff? Right. Nah. Talk about working yourself into a work. You know, it, or a shoot is, you know what I mean? Like, that's what he's doing. What does he gain by talking shit about CM Punk? And I'm asking that question to you genuinely. What does he gain? And or what's the hard on with, with fighting with CM Punk so much? Or just even AEW? What, what's what's his whole point? I don't know, man. I don't know if he's trying to take the Cornette approach where he's just going to shit on everything. The thing is, he's been on AEW television several times already. 
you know, Thank and you. he certainly was a major contribution to what we have today. You know, he did a lot of important things in WCW, but yeah, he did a lot of shitty things too. What does he gain? Yeah. What does he gain? I don't know. I mean, I feel like his name's already out there. He's been on Dark Side of the Ring. He's got his podcast. He, you know, he gets a lot of play on Twitter. So it can't be really any more exposure. He's not going to get any more exposure from this necessarily. But I don't know, man. Maybe this is... I'm not understanding him or Booker T with the consistent naysaying of every little thing. Right. Everything. I mean, everything that happens, it's WWE doesn't matter what the fuck they do. And they're like, no, I think the 24 seven title does have some really strong (laughs) prestige to it. But yet this, you know, look at, I'm not happy with the fucking dinosaurs as champions for tag teams, but I can still at least go, well, it's not the same shit I've been seeing on WWE over and over and over and over regurgitate and recycled rinse and repeat. I just can't figure out what Bischoff's issue is. He it's not even that he's just going after Punk. He he uh well, you know, I'd like to tell everybody that that Blackpool Combat Club shirt looks a lot like the old Wolfpack NWO colors. Really, dude? <laughs> really? Do you think everybody is just so worried about the NWO and trying to be like them? Even more so, Punk said that he felt the Showing up of him, Cole, and Brian Danielson all within a month equaled or was equal to or is better than the third man at Bash of the Beach. I think that's probably what rubbed Bish off the wrong way altogether. Yeah, right? that's definitely what it seemed to stem from. However, in this generation of 25 years later, why can't we have something that is just as monumental or as big? You and I jumped up and down. You choked me the fuck out. We talked about this for a reason, man, because it was huge. Now, let me ask you this. Has it all panned out? Look at you hear Bischoff going, well, has it panned out? Look at Punk had great numbers at the beginning and then shitty now, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. And guess what? NWO was hot as fuck in the beginning. I can't watch it right now. I'm ready to tap out in in on my second term of it in 97. Right. So guess what? Not everything keeps its same steam. It's okay to have something new that was as big and as monumental. I think, all right, maybe it wasn't as big as All Out. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just. Right. Or not a, or as the best. Bad, thing, yeah. It's just, yeah. I don't know. He's I don't, I, I'm losing my respect for Bischoff. Not that I ever had ever had a whole lot anyway, but I kind of liked hearing his theories and ideas and stuff. But if you're just gonna naysay every goddamn thing, eh, I'm over it. Same with Booker. That's what I'm saying. I can't even respect you anymore. Yeah, and the other thing too is, I mean, at least he is willing to talk shit about WWE as well. Yeah, whereas Booker is just shitting yeah, on AEW. You know, so so there's that. I mean, it, it, it's hard. I mean, because, I mean, was Bischoff really that great of a booker? I mean, I think, I like, you know, again, apart from the initial NWO invasion, uh, a lot of the, you know, biggest feuds, I think, you didn't really have to do much booking with. It was more the, the guys in the ring took care of it from there. You know what I mean? Where are we right now with, with 97? The only thing that's really getting any form of a push, still, now almost one year to the date, 
is just NWO. Mm-hmm. NWO, Sting, Sting, Hogan, all that shit. Still pushing against the Four Horsemen. Get a little dwindling of the, uh, the Faces of Fear and all that shit, or uh, Dungeon. But right. other than that, your fir- all your other content in this show is just random matches thrown together each and every week. So like you're saying, your booking wasn't strong. Now, I can't say that AEW's booking has been the most stellar week oh, after yeah. week. I have things I'm upset with, but I also have sat back, watched every episode in the positive always outweighs the the negative when it comes to that show. Some I'm like, <laughs> you silly bastards, don't do that right. again. That was a bad idea. <laughs> but I'm I'm pretty happy with AEW as of late. Uh, and it, not even just as of late. I mean, there are some things, you know. Okay, the biggest one. Is Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson just kind of wasting away there? Same question I've I've said to you, or I or I've asked you about Cody, or or Kevin, or Sammy. If you're happy, does it matter? Right. If he's happy, he's doing what he wants. So he didn't have to go sign there, unless they had other plans for him. Unless Kenny's injury or something made the difference, and he was I don't know. Like I, I him and Moxley, I just don't understand. I think that's the only thing I can't understand right now. Everything else, I'm on board. Yeah, with. I mean Regal's there, so that makes it a little bit tolerable. Uh, you know, the thing with Brian is he was on such a great heel run in such a short amount of time, and then it was kind of like, okay, you're just gonna go on a tag team now. Eh, yeah, you know? it didn't make sense. It just, I still would rather have seen Moxley and Kingston together rather than mm-hmm. Moxley and. Danielson. Right. Now, that being said, we might as well transition our way into AEW stuff. I have been predicting the rest of LAX. Right. And it looks like I'm wrong on that, but did you see that it might be gearing towards a blood and guts match? Mm, doesn't surprise me. All right. Well, we'll get in that in a second here. Um, <clears throat> I do want to say for prior talking to AEW, I did watch the Capital Collision pay-per-view uh, this past Saturday night with New Japan. In the main event match, it was a four-way for the U.S. title. They do not do four-ways enough in New Japan, and that's probably for a reason, because they weren't ready for it with the camera work. Like uh... Things were happening, bam, 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 and they weren't ready to catch it. Um, but it was... Juice Robinson, John Moxley, Will Ospreay, and defending champion Hiroshi Tanahashi. So now we're finally getting Moxley and Tanahashi facing off a couple of times in their in the match, and crowd went nuts for it. Then you had, it, it, I mean, as soon as the bell rang, Osprey ran as fast as he could across the ring and dove right at Moxley, because Moxley beat him in that last match a couple about a month ago. But the problem is. Osprey's shoulder came up right at the count of three, so it was, mm, I guess, disputable. And right, lackluster. He kept that thing going. Right. Yeah. Juice Robinson played the heel character extremely well throughout this match. Walks away as your new champion. Said he's no longer. Um, I forgot what his name was. It was like the the positive blah 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 whatever whatever. It was like some name, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, the flamboyant one. That's what it was. He was a flamboyant one, and he he goes, "I'm not the flamboyant one anymore. 
I'm rock hard. And the crowd starts laughing. I go, is he going to be rock hard, Juice Robinson? And he goes, and remember, I am rock hard. I go, why does that name just sound so fucking badass? And I like it for some weird reason, even though it's kind of, you know, <laughs> in a sexual term as yeah, well. But it's, it's a I kind of like it is. But for him in New Japan, it works. I guess. All I don't right, know. Well, we'll go with it. Maybe I wish I had had that. that name. It's like that. Uh, you could call me that. It's like that Cedric the Entertainer bit where he's talking about dudes and their uh, nicknames. He's like, I had this one dude come out to me. Oh, you can call me delicious. Like, I ain't no calling calling no grown ass man delicious. <laughs> I butchered it, but you know what? Well, I'm that just talking made about. me think about. Yes, but that just made me think about. Uh, it's always sunny. They they're at the. Uh, workout place or at a, at a gym and they're trying to get dudes to come hang at their dude mansion and, and guys like I don't get why you're doing this with like a, a dick and he goes what do you mean it's a dick it's a bicep and he goes ah oh, maybe maybe we should have drawn, drawn more veins on it <laughs> <laughs> alright anyway that really got off topic yeah it did um, <clears throat> in uh, the semifinal match it was going to be Okada tagging with Trent Beretta against Jay White and Hikileo. Hikileo. That guy. Um, Trent got COVID, so Rocky Romero uh, tagged in for the match. It was a good match. The funny part to this is that at the end, Hikileo is... In relation with G.O.D. Yeah. Now, Tama Tonga wasn't there that night. Tonga Loa was. And he came out to the ring. Now, he was in a match earlier. Walked off fine. Came out to the ring. And I am not sure, because I have searched everywhere on the internet, and I have not found anything yet, but I'm pretty sure he pulled a Vince McMahon, Royal Rumble 2005, on his quad getting into the ring. Oh, Jesus. Because he slid in and went to go say something and then just stood still and you saw him grimace in pain and kind of like, kind of have a look on his face like, well, fuck, I, this is it. This is all we're doing. And he kind of like stared at Hikilu or whatever and goes, uh, you don't turn your back on family. And that was it. And they just kind of walked away. I'm like, yeah, that's not a Jay White thing to do is just walk away. I go, I feel like they were supposed to be a beat down or something. Tonga gets out of the ring and sits on the apron on the outside, both of his hands on his legs and just kind of <sighs> grimacing looking, then starts to get off the ring and like limps his way to the back. And I go, I'm pretty sure it just blew a quad. I'm just, that's what I think happened. It looked pretty bad. But two other matches in the night blew me away. I didn't think I was going to want to care as much. But Suzuki versus Brody King, yeah. I mean, you knew it was going to be a, a slobber knocker of a match with two guys just slapping the shit out of each other's chest. Brody King went over. I didn't anticipate that. But nowadays, Suzuki's kind of just let everybody go over. Yeah. The more I'm kind of thinking about it. Pretty much. Uh, Danielson beat him. Joe beat him. I mean, everybody does. Then, whoo, Eddie Kingston versus Tamahiro Ishii. And Kingston comes out wearing a, the Exalted One Brody Lee shirt, the one that I have, supporting a uh, bandage on his eye, because you got to keep that kayfabe going for multiple promotions. 
funny enough, when the bandage came off, it looked absolutely fine. There's not, not even a scratch. I was like, why'd you even wear it to the ring? <laughs> but Kingston got the win on this one, and fantastic. It was just, I mean, I knew he was going to. Mm. Um, just, it was a very, very hard-hitting match. A lot of uh, tributes to Kenta Kabashi. A couple of times where he did the multiple fast uh, chops in the corner. But Tomohiro, man, he's the stone pit bull for a reason. A lot of hard hits that Kingston was running at him with, and he was just standing still. For a short, stocky little guy, that guy can take some hard hits and not fall down. I got to say, though, it was in the middle of this match. I go, that's when I realized what I was saying about AEW earlier, man. I go, I'm watching Eddie Kingston in New Japan right now, and I'm fucking cheering for him. That's where I'm at. That's what AEW has done to me. I'm a fan of his. I didn't mind him before. I saw him years ago in Ring of Honor and doing some stuff and, you know, Impact, but didn't care. I was like, yeah, that's Eddie Kingston. Okay. Right. Now, Eddie Kingston comes out. I'm like, yeah, Eddie Kingston's coming out. It's a difference. You know what I'm saying? Like, It's like when the Shield started coming out, you were excited each week. Right. I'm excited every time I see Eddie Kingston. So it's... It's a. It was a good thing to see that. Do you have any of the AEW results, or are we just kind of riffing with what's going on? Yeah, we're AEW just riffing results? on the high points. Riff it out. Riffing it out. All right. So, um, you already were wrong on your prediction. Yeah. Dax Harwood is out of the the tournament. Good match. Great match. And it's funny because CM Punk. Did you see? He said that AEW's wrestler wrestler of the year so far is Dax Harwood. Yeah, makes sense. He's the man. Don't doubt it. He is. Um, it's funny because I've I, uh, people don't understand wrestling, man. It was one of the sites I was on, or one of the I don't know Facebook or something a thread, and it was the part of Dax having the sharpshooter on Adam Cole, and then he falls down because his ribs were hurting him from the kick that Adam did earlier. Mm-hmm. People were like, "What a stupid botch!" He let go of the hold, and he and he had to decide to touch hold his ribs, and I go. You, oh my God, oh my God, you don't understand. Jesus, all right. That was horrible. Um, fucking income fucking Nothing poop. says, right? Uh, nothing says an Owen Hart classic tournament match, like basically having a full-blown ladder match between Darby Allen and Jeff Hardy. Sweet baby Jesus. That bitch dead. That swanton, dude. That is not How smart. Is Why How? are you doing that? <laughs> I, all right. Multiple reasons on this. First, he was a speck away from landing on all the rims, yep. top part of the chair. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the, the, I was like, oh my god. Hardy took none of that brunt, you know, which is good for him, I guess. Darby's gonna be dead in like a year, man. Like I, I, I feel like uh. Morgan Freeman in in Lean on Me. You'll be dead in a year, son. <laughs> <laughs> I really feel like that's what's going to happen if he keeps doing this stupid shit. But then it's fucked up to say that during the Owen Hart thing, and then he's jumping off things. And let, mm, just saying, in front of Martha Hart, yeah. maybe not the best thing. One of my favorite parts of the night was watching her have to correct herself when she didn't when she realized she was on screen. Did you catch it after the Adam Cole no. win? So obviously it's it's 
well documented that Dax and Cash are very big fans oh, yeah. um, of the Hart family. She probably wanted Dax to go on, but it just didn't make sense storyline-wise for whatever the case is going to be, right. right? She smiles, waves at the camera. She's fine, whatever. Everything's good. Adam Cole wins, and she has this look. She looks over to someone and goes, eh, like that, like a meh, whatever. Sees herself on the camera and goes, yay! (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I was like, oh, my God, just commit. Just commit and be like, that's not the guy I wanted to win. But I just thought it was funny that that's what happened. Um, So speaking of AEW with, you know, getting back to what I was talking about earlier, now I'm not sure how the numbers work out because now – Jericho Appreciation Society is technically down a man because if you bring in Kingston, Santana, Ortiz, and all three of the Blackpool Combat Club, now Jericho Appreciation Society has five versus the six over here, or does Wheelie Yuta sit it out when it comes down to it? Fucking Regal got in and threw some fucking punches. But anyway, this is what I'm talking about, that this could be pushed towards your next blood and guts because it was makes sense. teased. Yeah. And I think I'm cool with it because with everything with the fireball incident, it leads towards it. I'm there. I like it. Right. I just don't. I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe I just don't really. I can't get on board with the Jericho Appreciation Society, man. Like it's his. Uh, his. You really got that. Yeah, his stuff is never. Yeah, go ahead. His stuff is lately, especially. But I mean, he's he's another one that. The simpler the shit was, the better. His whole thing with, you know, the the man of a thousand and two holes where he read the list, right? That was a that was a small thing, but it went a long way. You know, just his whole feud with Malenko pretty much. Uh the promos that he was able to cut when he was just a smart ass, you know, good shit. Yeah. You know, his return when he cut his hair a little bit, it was a it was a departure, but it was something different. But now he's just kind of like the old head. With the, I feel like it's a stretch. With the weird, yeah, and it's just like, all right, now you're just trying to be too clever, and now like you're openly calling out that you're a sports entertainer, and like you're wearing it, like, like it's just it's transparent, and I don't care. He is doing a lot to you know put other people over, but at the same time, it's just I feel like his time's coming to the point now where he should just be losing matches and. This this is just too gimmicky. I agree. And just doesn't do it for me. Inner circle work because there was semi pre established names. Same with Pinnacle. I don't know anybody's name besides Jake Hager in that group because they went and changed all fucking three names. Oh no, Danny Garcia is yeah. the same. But they changed the the two guys' names, and all I can think of is he's a coked up fat Jared Leto, or roided up Jared Leto, whatever you want to call it. Dude, you ever you ever really watch him? He's like. And Jericho, baby, he's gonna be. I'm like Jesus, yeah, man, chill. Up, yeah, decaf could work. <laughs> <It's> a couple, <laughs> yeah. You don't know those dudes do, do drugs anymore. He's t- it's totally just Red Bull. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you not remember my story about watching Santana Ortiz and everybody all go smoke? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that doesn't count. Well, that's no, different. that's true. That doesn't. You're absolutely right. Um. I would like to see it be blood and guts, but this time just a straight-up demolishing ass-whooping. No back and forth like there was with Pinnacle and Inner Circle. This has got to be – this is 
Santana, Ortiz, and Kingston's shining moment, and they got some help with Blackpool Combat Club along the way. That's it. Don't push this any further because I don't think it could really go there. Now, on the contrary, you said you know he, he's just doing the sports entertainment uh, sports entertainment shtick. I wouldn't mind if he keeps doing a little more of it, where everything is and that's sports entertainment, baby. The the flash and the uh, the the fire in the eye. That is a sports entertainment move. He could do a lot of things that you're just doing because you're poking fun at it in a wrestling company, but you're gonna do a little bit poking fun at these things that are commonly mocked. If he bangs a fucking corpse, a Katie Vick kind of style, whoo! <laughs> oh, dear God, no. Um, yeah, I mean, the Flash paper is kind of old school. So, you know, in the blood and guts, I just don't want it to end with him going into a crash pad. Don't, you know, you don't need to do that spot. You know, just have a... a oh, my good... God, he's going to do it because it's sports entertainment. Right. This time yeah, he's well, going to go no, on to exactly. a fucking full-blown trampoline. And that's the other thing. I mean, I feel like, you know, yeah, Kingston and Jericho are having a feud, so maybe for them to have a cage match would make sense. But all of them together, like, it doesn't seem like it's that big of a feud. It just it doesn't seem like it warrants it. Um, but you know what? I'll take... I would have rather seen... I'll take that over Stadium if Stampede. It was... So. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Um, you know, if I were, you could do blood and guts, just three verse three. It doesn't have to have everybody involved. If you did Jericho Hager and Garcia, your main names versus Kingston, Santana Ortiz, call it. Doesn't have to be even blood and guts. Just do a fucking cage match. Like you just said. Yeah. But it doesn't. Yeah. I, I, I'm just not buying it too deep that it ha- it could go to blood and guts right now. Right. But it is going to end with him going off of double the size crash pad this time. <laughs> um, tonight is the wild card night. So last minute predictions from you. No, I'm going to, I'm pretty much going to stay. I mean, I said Cesaro or, or uh, Miro. Uh, I'm still going to stick with that. Cesaro probably makes more sense. Uh, and then for the women, what did I say? Jordan Grace or um, who else did I say? You said Athena. Which I, I think said is, Athena. Yeah. I think yeah. is more likely. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. So I'm sticking with those. But I did see one very uh, interesting uh, prediction that someone wrote online, and I had to just kind of bring it up, and I I think it's kind of funny when you really think about it. You know the women's is going to happen first. Okay. Yeah. There's no way they're going to have the guys' right. wild card match be first. It's versus Samoa Joe. This is main eventing Dynamite this week. Again. Lethal's going to fuck him over. Next week, we're going to be talking about putting that in the prediction column. But the prediction I saw is a women's match. First comes out Candice LeRae. Second match, Johnny Gargano. Ugh. Yeah. (laughs) You want to talk about making me pissed off? I was like, I'd be okay with Gargano, maybe. But if I see Candice, I'm going to really be pissed off because I really would rather see Athena right now. Second, Jordan Grace. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, there's still Mia. It could be Mia Yim. It could be Dakota Kai. Yeah, it's true. I did see a name rumored earlier today, but it was like someone that's done something in the women's past, or women's wrestling past in AEW. Uh, Like she did like a quick cup of coffee or did like one of the Battle Royals or some shit. A Japanese wrestler, and and it's like rumored that she could be it. And I was like, 
Well, that'll get you absolutely no pop whatsoever. Yeah, you're going to get booze. <laughs> yeah. You know what it is, actually? You might as well just have Sing Kali come out. It's actually going to be Riho again. They're going to give her a second chance. Riho! <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is that I, I read online Hikaru Shida, as she was pulled from the tournament, said that she found out that she was pulled from the tournament online, too. Yep. That's fun. She found out she was kayfabe and injured, too. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Shida because I thought she was gone, and now she's back, and it just seems like it never, you know, it, it, it was like a one-hit wonder thing. It's like, wow, people are really behind her. Let's Let's push her, let's push her, let's push her. And then it was like, okay, that's it. We're tired of you. But I think when they started that feud with Serena Deeb, it was like, shit, she can't go over Deeb, man. It, no. She's doing too solid right now. But I will say during their match, she did something. I can't remember what it was when the crowd started chanting, holy Sheeta. Great plan words. I loved it. That was that was a boo. good work. Oh, boo this. Let's go bring it some, some to the table. And bleep, 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 bleep. That's all, folks. <laughs> Oh, you fucker. <laughs> Just bring it, bitch. Oh, my God. What are you cackling at, fat boy? You find a piece of candy in your pocket? Today, Junior. Look it. I thought I was going to go under the radar and you weren't going to hear that, but you did. Never mind. Dickhead. All right, why don't you tell me a story, and then I'll think about what I want to bring to the table. Okay, very good. Well, in this week's episode, When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this indie wrestler. I am not. Uh, his name is Joe Black. Are you familiar with Joe Black? I'm more familiar with Joe Mama. Uh, uh, yeah, good one. You stay up till 3 a.m.? <laughs> Come on, that was a good out. one. <laughs> but wait, didn't they make a movie about this guy, though? Yeah, he did. Uh, Me, yeah. Joe Black? Yeah, that was a stunt double, though. Um, so this guy is at an indie show. I don't know if this was post-match, pre-match, during match, don't know. But Joe Black apparently is a heel. He had some big fat dude, uh, arguing with him, yelling at him from the crowd. The guy had a ball cap on and Joe Black says, you know what? I'm the heel. So I'm going to flip this hat right off your head. Well, this fan took exception to it and decided, you know what my best move is? reach over the guardrail, grab him by the collar, and headbutt the fuck out of him. Which he did rather impressively. And this Joe Black dude, I'm sorry, man, whatever rep you had, it just went down to shitter because you got punked by a fan. You couldn't get back to him. That dude fucking knocked you into the Stone Age. So, sorry, bro. I don't like people playing on my phone. Give me a W. Give me an O. Give me an R. Give me a K. What does that spell? ODM's a mark. Yeah. Look it. Uh, here's the deal. Here's why I think it's a work. I watched that video uh-huh. and even hit pause, slowing it down, trying to make sure I could really get this before I brought this to the table this week, too. Or not to the table, but to bring it up. Uh, okay. That headbutt. Right. If you watch, Meet Joe Black backs up just a touch enough where it doesn't full-blown go as hard. Because if it, if he connected the way he that guy yeah, he went with his hard. momentum, he would have busted that dude's nose open. We would have saw blood squirting immediately. We didn't. Secondly, security came over pretty goddamn quick, and all of Joe Black's punches were work punches. 
he was punching with his forearm on his back the way you would do when you're chopping a guy down. Oh. That's how he was punching him yeah, back. Yeah, I didn't notice that, but okay. That's what made me go, bullshit. Yeah, maybe. Sorry, man. You want to make this look real? Do you know what? Ever, the only one thing that has looked as real to me as possible that ended up being a fucking work oh. that got me was that Enzo and Cass Madison Square Garden shit. I, I was convinced for almost a solid year that it was a shoot. But it was a work one way to the other. A lot of people were involved in it because they were going to maybe work with Ring of Honor. Bubba Ray basically said that, you know, he he knew it. He was involved. He's worked with Enzo since. That night he calls him a fucking scumbag and all that shit. It was all a work. But it had me. It had me at that yeah, moment. definitely. This one right here, this isn't it. This guy, it, next thing you know, this guy's going to show up at the next... <laughs> Matt, our next <laughs> event for this indie thing and challenge him to a fucking match and he'll be the Santino yeah. Morella of Podunk uh, wherever that is anyway uh, and if it is real I don't know who you blame because you shouldn't I guess as the talent right. you shouldn't touch a fan as a fan you shouldn't really go at the talent but you were provoked but he didn't physically touch you he touched only your hat right uh, you know what I mean it's a gray area but if you would it is. So that's why I think it's a work. Maybe. And the camera just happened to be on it, this whole fucking thing, just dead on. Just Whatever. I'm just saying. <laughs> Rihanna said it best. <laughs> work, work, work. All right. What am I bringing to the table this week? I don't know. You talked you about know, it already. Last week I used... Yeah, we did, but I have something else. Uh, two YouTube videos... Well, first, did you see that Ric Flair is coming back for another match? He's doing like an I indie saw event headlines. One. I saw headlines saying such. I don't know why he must want to die in the ring. Maybe that's the new bet, dude. Who's I gonna, swear to God, who's going to die in the ring first, Ray my Phoenix buddy, or Ric Flair? Darby Allen. My buddy texted me and he goes, "Hey man, just see Ric Flair's doing one more match." And I go, "He needs to focus on not dying." That was my exact answer back, which is kind of odd. But I watched. The promo where he punches his head and busts himself back open after the Triple H pay-per-view from the night before and just starts re-bleeding in the ring. That video came up. I watched that. But that's not where I was really going with my bringing to the table this week. It was a YouTube video I did watch. Last week, I even used this as a soundbite. I think I have to watch it once a year for some reason just out of pure entertainment. It's Simon Gotch burying the living balls out of Enzo Amore. It just doesn't get old, man. It doesn't get old. I, I can't believe Kalisto would do that. It was Manny Fernandez, Raging Bull. Oh, my God. I love that fucking story. <laughs> that and... <laughs> show me a dick. Show me a boobs. Show me a bedroom. Yeah, what he leaves out is this girl was 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. I just... I have to watch it like once a year. It just doesn't get old watching that thing, man. Oh, that's my mental. And that's only one time he says that, but fuck, it's still the best line from it. <laughs> yeah, that and him basically just calling him out, saying he couldn't work for shit. Uh, the whole uh, him getting concussed was basically his own fault because he didn't know what the fuck he was doing. I Yep, that whole thing. And then how he broke his ankle. He goes, because the mat was loose. And he goes, okay. I've wrestled on mats that were loose. Never broke a fucking ankle. He goes, and everybody's like told him, hey, you hurt yourself doing that shit, man. And and he goes on just prior to that, you know, for the one minute prior to him talking about Enzo, he puts over Joe, Chad, uh, 
and Jordan and uh, Aiden English. Yep. But then as soon as he gets to, or and I'm sorry, even Cass. As soon as he gets to Enzo, he goes, nah, he's a pure abortion to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that I don't get, and I got to ask you, is that if you remember this part, the guy interviewing goes, you remind me a lot of punk. And he goes, I, 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 I wish I remind you of his bank account. Um, and he goes, wow, that really just threw me off. It kind of pisses me off, but I'll get back to it later. Anyway, Enzo. And I go. Well, why does it piss you off that he, he reminds you of punk? Like I'm like, is it because of the the look? I, I, I don't know what it was that someone would have ever thought he looked like. He goes, you want me a punk? And he, he said it pissed him off. It's a little something to throw out there. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't want to watch yeah. a whole Simon Gotch shoot interview just to hear that answer. Right. He goes, I'll get back to it later. I go, did he ever? Because I'm not going to go listen it, to it unless it, it he did. Yeah. The one I like is 18 minutes form ready to go on YouTube, baby. Yeah. It's on a watch later playlist. <laughs> Doing in pieces. <laughs> Wait, the best part. You got fake Jordans, fake hair, fake gold chain, fake pants, blah, blah, blah. I guess the only thing real about you is that you're a guy. <laughs> All right, speaking about some real shit, let's talk about some good shit. Let's see, what kind of new stuff is Nightwing bringing to the table this week? Nobody in the whole building but us, Nightwing. Wing. Huh? It's Nightwing. Really? Guess I was thinking of that goofy mullet you used to have. Yeesh, that was like a whole decade of bad hair days. This is such good shit. Hey everybody, this is Nightwing, and if you haven't um, acknowledged your tribal chief today, you can acknowledge him later, but first of all, you can acknowledge me. For quite a while, over years now, I've been saying that this whole bloodline angle, which I named first, was going to incorporate at least one of the female NOAs. And, um... There's reports that Naomi could be joining as soon as weeks, in very short weeks here. I believe that this is a little bit overdue and it doesn't get the pop it deserves. I think that probably a couple months ago when they were doing a tag team run, she should have probably turned on Sasha and went with Tamina and then joined the bloodline. I think when they're doing this whole belt collector thing in their own way, that would have made a lot more sense. Additionally, what I want to say is... MJF has been very vocal about his contract status with AEW. Now, I'm wondering if he's doing that to be a little bit of a bidding war to see who's going to be getting his services soon. However, I'm not really sure. We know Cody is extremely high on him. Um, we know Cody is probably good friends with him, too. And if his contract in AEW is about to go up, will he go to WWE? Who really knows? But um, he is one of the best heels in the business right now. And I don't really think he'd be a good fit in WWE because everybody's a freaking heel over there right now. So, anyway, guys, there's your good shit. Did I grab the wrong file? Like, I think you did. Is this old? Yeah, no. It's... <laughs> <laughs> hey, do me a favor, Professor. You got to give me a second. I got to clean up this dead horse real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, you definitely called it. Unfortunately, we're dealing with WWE, and it takes them you know, that long to either implement something that they knew they should have done a long time ago, and you know they're going to fuck it up. As for your Tamina Naomi turn, I don't know. I think you filed that under the uh, wrong category. That's for your bloodshed of the week. <laughs> From now on, when you have... 
<laughs> when you want to talk about bloodline, you got to go, and my blood shit of the week. <laughs> That's so wrong. He's still laughing. Let's go to the wars. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? What, we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah! After last night, being in the ring with you, I know I can take you. I dominated you. We can do it tonight, right here and now. If you got them, baby! You got a pair of them. I don't mind telling you, Ric Flair. You know, I'm going to say it one more time. Hall Nash, I do not know about for sure. But you, my friend, are like a fly in the ointment. And in Asheville, I am going to kick your flyweight ass, pal. Because, Brett, believe me, you couldn't go 10 minutes in any situation, if you know what I mean. Oh, boy. And, uh, listen here, even though, even though lately you've had some sunny days, my friend, you still can't get the job done. The heartbreak kid coming off a knee injury, you coming off a knee injury, they're all handcuffed. Hitman, I'm going to knock you down and drag you out. Okay, so you're on. What? I accept. You accept. We'll put the heart foundation. You can handcuff him to whatever corner you want. What? And I got a chance. Ten minutes is all I need to smoke you, Shawn Michaels, or I'll never set foot in the United States of America with my wrestling boots again. Bret Whoa! Hart, unbelievable! Hart, you can, Bret Hart, you can smoke me all you want. What you've got to do is beat me, which you cannot do. Bret, you, my friend, do not have a snowball's chance in hell of beating the heartbreak kid. Believe me when I tell you. Okay, I got a couple of real Alabamians right here. And what's your name? James what? Dean. James Dees. He's an orthodontist dream. And this is James' son, Eugene. How you doing, Eugene? Pretty good. Pretty good, huh? Hey, James, how many cars you got parked in your front yard? Uh, two. Two? And this is your son right here, huh? I got a question for you, James. If you and your wife were to get divorced, would, they, would you still be brother and sister? That's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. These are real Alabamians. <laughs> it was a beautiful six-man tag with Hall of Famer of a wrestler, Kevin Green, coming to the aid of WCW for them to win. Jesus. Really? Really? That's who you guys called upon? All right. Anyway, so we had Slamboree. That's good. But the, the voices, or the, I'm sorry, the sounds that you were hearing there is uh, the next night between Flair and Six. And I can't wait to talk to you about that segment. But... <laughs> The most infamous one, of course, is Shawn Michaels getting a little jealous as someone else is banging someone that 
is already with someone else. I mean, I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, she was banging Davey, him, Chris. Kin- anyway, all right, let's move on before we have to really start talking about a sunny side up. <laughs> or down, depending on what day it was. Well, that's, oddly enough, that's our movie of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Might get a little awkward Ew. later. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till we go quote for quote. <laughs> oh, that was how do you like it? Scrambled or sunny side up? Because I got scrambled roast beef right here. All right, man, can you please move this on before this gets worse? You Jesus. The creme <laughs> oh my god. Oh, we're off. Did you just poop? We're off, we're off and running. Slambering 97, Charlotte, North Carolina. Opening match, I think, was one of my favorites of the night. I didn't know these two ever wrestled, and I thought it was a hell of a match. Steven Regal versus Ultimate Dragon for the TV title. Uh, they make mention right at the beginning that he doesn't want to be called Lord Steven Regal anymore. Um, Just, wow. Uh, it's probably not a matchup you would think would be as good as it was, but, man... They both really are good mat wrestlers. I know Ultimo Dragon, you know, we're used to the high-flying shit and all that, but uh, really great mat technician showed here. Uh, it was more of a ground game in this match. Definitely, yep. definitely. There are still some high-flying <laughs> but definitely. Sorry. <laughs> uh, sorry, I just sneeze. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> uh, we get an Ono heel turn, basically, because, uh, you know, Ono's laying the boots into Regal. Uh, and then Dragon kind of pushes him aside so he can get him back in the ring, and Ono doesn't like that and just spin kicks him in the back. Uh, Regal gets the stretch on, and Dragon taps. Uh, Steven Regal wins the TV title for the fourth time. Big pop. It was actually uh, impressive. You know, as much of a heel as he is and how much, uh, you know, he gets heat off the crowd, uh, the fans were pretty excited for this one. So, yeah, great way to open the show. Yeah, I liked it. Hey, I'm I'm here. I'm just trying not to oh, sneeze. Oh, yeah, no, you're I'm, good. I'm, I'm running away from it. Just go ahead. <laughs> well, you got time because this one's going to go pretty quick. Uh, Luna Vachon versus Medusa. I, I only wrote a couple things. I mean, I'll let you fill in the details if you want. But uh, Luna almost broke her neck taking a bump on a lariat. Uh, when she, you, know, you know, a lot of times wrestlers will do that, that uh, kind of backflip when they uh, get hit with a clothesline. Um, she... Didn't quite do that, but, man, she landed hard on her head. It was pretty nasty looking. Uh, Luna misses. Yeah, they showed the replay of it, yeah, too. Yeah, right at the end, yeah. Luna missed a splash, a uh, German suplex into a pin. Medusa wins. And she does, you know, because Medusa was never that uh, that diva where she was showing a lot of skin and stuff, but she had, like, a, like a half jacket, you know, with the USA, you know, the stars, uh, and, like, she ripped it open kind of like Nikki Bella did or whatever one of the Bellas did that. Uh, but I mean, she still had like a, you know, it's not like she was wearing anything skimpy or anything on her, but the crowd popped for it. So you could have talked anybody in the world that could pop open a shirt and you chose Nikki Bella. Go ahead. Well, that was her gimmick Boo! She did when she came out. I, that was I, her I, gimmick. That That's what she did. She didn't have a wrestling gimmick. She did, Her gimmick was taking off her jacket. <laughs> All right. We get Gene on the ramp, uh, pushing the hotline. Uh, we get the NWO music hitting Ma- Macho and Liz come out. Macho actually shoes Gene away and grabs the mic, talking about the Wolf Pack, starts naming the rest of the NWO. We get DDP coming out through the crowd with the crutch that was used on him last week. Uh, Liz and Macho Powder Bischoff comes out along with some more of the NWO. We get a little bit back and forth. Uh, Macho ends up going down to the ring, and naturally, as soon as he gets in, he's beaten down with the crutch. 
DDP takes out Vincent, uh, takes off, takes out Eric Bischoff, but eventually Scott Norton gets the upper hand. NWO swarms, uh, and then Giant comes out to make the save. And I think it was Heenan that said it. He said the NWO are running like cheap pantyhose. God damn, he's always good for a good line. Always, always. Next, I'm guessing you're glad that... Did you just blow your nose or did you tell me to hold on? Nope, blew my nose. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) We really got to invest in a cough button. Look at man, it was that or I I go back to when my allergies were killing me a couple years ago and I just kept sniffing in the mic every five seconds. I think that made it to promo wars. Uh next you get it did. you get newcomer Yuji Yasurako versus Mysterio. I butchered that. Um basically they're playing up that uh this match is for Ray to get back in the number one contender spot for the cruiserweight title. Well guess what? Ray won. Wow. Not what I expected. Yeah, I know, right? It was a bit of a swerve. Uh, next, we get Mortis versus Glacier. Uh, I love this because I never realized that Billy Blanks was on WCW TV. <laughs> dude, 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 dude. You know who it is, right? Ernest Miller. I have no idea who Ernest Miller is other than they said his name. I know he's a world champ. Are you he's a shitting world, he's a, me? You he's don't a world know. champ of karate. I mean, I know that. Oh, my God. You don't know Ernest the Cat Miller? I'm sorry, I am not familiar. You are about to have your mind blown in like a year or two when this guy comes out and starts dancing like James Brown every fucking night. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. I'm pretty sure the opening to his song is like, hey! Like, I mean, it's something pretty fucking similar. It's Ernest the Cat Miller, man. Oh, my God. How did you... He even got in the WWE at one point, too. Oh, my God. Oh, I was... I was more of a Norman When you said this is your guy. favorite part, I... Oh, my God. Well, there is Norman Smiley. There is that. But, oh, no, Ernest is great. Yeah. But Billy Blanks, that works, too. Yeah. I just thought it was hilarious. Anyway. Yeah. Next, we get Jeff Jarrett with uh, Deborah versus Dean Malenko for the U.S. title. Um, basically, they're just doing the whole jealousy angle. Uh, Mongo comes down at one point because he just wants Deborah to come back. Like, no, nah, he's fine. He's fine. Like, he's uh, Jarrett's laying on the ground in front of him. So, he just picks him up and throws him in the ring. Takes Deborah to the back, and Malenko immediately gets the cloverleaf on and gets a tap out. So, <clears throat> still pushing the, the jealousy thing with Deborah. At least she didn't talk a lot. Dude, if I... Ha- <laughs> By the way, our draft is coming up in two weeks. Oh, yeah, you forgot um, that, yeah. I wish Malenko was a guy... I wish we were drafting back then. <laughs> the guy doesn't lose every goddamn show... He is beating people left and right. I'd never realized how, like, just many matches every week, always winning. Yep. How is he not a Hall of Famer? Good question. Yeah, well, never mind. I, yeah. I don't even. I don't even like to talk about the Hall of Fame. It doesn't count. It doesn't it's not yeah, real? Yeah, exactly. Uh, next, another great match. Uh, it was Mang versus Benoit in a death match, which basically means no DQ, no count. It's a last man standing match, pretty much. Um. Yeah, I've seen a couple of them with Adam Page. <laughs> Those were Texas ones, man. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, this was a North Carolina death yes, match. Exactly, exactly. So basically, uh, yeah, it was just these two beating the shit out of each other. And I mean, it, it worked. Uh, I thought the finish was fantastic. 
Benoit goes for the diving headbutt, and as he lands, Meng just pulls up his hand and locks him in the tongue in death grip. And that's how he wins. Yeah. Fucking fantastic. Which is kind of crazy because I just said that's kind of what happened with The Rock and Mankind at the pay-per-view. Mm. I don't think that, you know, they were watching it like, we should do that. I think it was a coincidence. It was just really awesome. Yeah, it was. It was really good. Uh, they play it off well, you know, Nancy by, by his side after Mang win. And Mang gets a pay-per-view win, solo. Fucking awesome. That's true. Next, we get a, an ad for the Great American Bash. It's basically a picnic setting uh, with a ripoff of Pulp Fiction theme. Uh, was it Dickie Dale uh, tune? Mm-hmm. Um, man, WCW just really loved doing blatant ripoffs of songs. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, just wait. DDP hasn't started coming out to Nirvana oh, yet, yeah, has he? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> we did we get we had the the uh, censored out version of Even Flow, uh, that was Jericho's theme for a hot minute. Oh, that's true. That's fucking great. That's true. All right, next we get Conan and Hugh Morris versus the Steiner brothers. Um, it's one of those uh, weird finishes. Scott's not the legal man, but he hits the Frankensteiner. Uh, Rick gets the pin. Uh, Conan and Morris are not really arguing so much after, but they're not happy and they hug it out. And immediately Conan just turns and beats the shit out of him. And leaves Jimmy Hart behind him. So, if there's a word I could use to describe that moment, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> All right, man. What was the next match? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting too because I know you're gonna try to squeeze it in somewhere. <laughs> no, that's what she said. But no, God. <laughs> next, we get the uh, match of the night, hands down. Uh, Mongo versus Reggie White. Um, <laughs> now that's humorous. That's humorous. Fucking hey. <laughs> this match went about as well as you'd expect it to. Um, the Halliburton gets involved. It was like watching Mongo versus Mongo. Yeah, no shit, right? Um, there was a second Halliburton that got used because uh, uh, we were informed that Gilbert grabbed it from Mongo when he went to use it. I don't know who Gilbert is. Kind of looked like Gilbert Grape, but. That's a different story. Godfrey? Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you kind of look like Gilbert Grape or Arnie? <laughs> well, yeah. You know what I mean. It worked for Matching a second. the gas tank. Boom, boom. All right. <laughs> well, as if two former football players wasn't enough, let's get a third one in there. Uh, for our main event, WCW versus NWO, it's Flair, Piper, and Kevin Green versus Outsiders and Six. No DQ must be a winner. Um, my f- spot of the night across the card, Piper and Haller get in the ring for the first time together uh, during this match. Piper's got the hip bandage on. It was really weird. It, you know, almost looked like a compression thing with, like, one leg. So Hall s- just smacks him right where that bandage is, right on the hip. <laughs> Piper doesn't even hesitate, and he just bitch slaps Hall, who sold it wonderfully. It was, And the pop was amazing. It was just... It was awesome. Um, another good spot is towards the end of the match. Uh, Piper tags in, uh, but Pee Wee Anderson doesn't see it. So Piper's cleaning house. Everybody's going down. Crowd's going nuts. And Pee Wee's like, no, you're not the legal man. You got to get out of here. So Piper says, you know what? Fuck you. I'm just going to punch you and just punches Pee Wee Anderson who goes down. <laughs> 
but it is a no DQ match, so it's okay. <laughs> it's, yep, it was it was great. Uh, after that, Nick Patrick comes out and he's kind of doing that tweener thing, like, "Oh shit, is he going to be with the NWO? Is with WCW?" Um, the end of this was an absolute chaotic shit show. Uh, Piper was choking out Nash. Flair had the figure four on Hall, and Green was keeping six at bay. The match ends when Nash is out from the sleeper. Green just body slams six and is pinning him. Flair has the figure four on and Hall's shoulders are down on the mat. And a three is counted. Um, and that's how it ends. Big pop. And it was a winner. It was a win by submission. It was. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it, <laughs> Uh, yeah, who the fuck? Because there was just so much weird shit going on all at once. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was, it was just show. odd. Yeah, it was a shit show. So that brings us uh, into Nitro. Uh, we get the opening shot, obviously, is of uh, Team WCW beating NWO from the night before. Uh, Gene does the lead yeah, in and hang, goes hang, right hang, to Flair. Team WCW and Kevin Green. Let's <laughs> come on. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I actually think I would have been better off seeing Mongo versus Reggie versus. Uh, green in a three-way match. That would have been probably a little funnier to me. In a good way. Somebody probably would have got hurt. I'm surprised nobody did. Uh, yeah. We get... Oh, I did. My feelings did by watching all of it. <laughs> My feelings. <laughs> mean Gene! <laughs> I love when Flirt does that. Yeah, uh, so Flair's got a promo with Gene. NWO music hits. It's it's six comes out. Gene, Gene doing his best dad impression. This interview time has been allocated to the Nature Boy. Six tells Flair, "Hey, I like when when in Flair said something like, and I'm back, hallelujah, or something like mm-hmm. that." And and Gene goes, "Amen." Gene immediately goes, "Amen." <laughs> great. They got good chemistry. Um. Six it basically says, yeah, the wrong guy was in the ring last night, so it didn't count. Flair takes his jacket off, and Gene goes, Richard? <laughs> it, took me a second to... <laughs> it took me a second to be like, Richard, who have I? Oh, Rick. Okay, I got it. <laughs> well, his name is Sean, so that's not it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Six says he want, He says he can take on Flair, and he wants to do it tonight. They fight off to commentary. It was great to see Heenan Powder. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they're going to fight tonight. Uh, next we get. Now, wait, that's the part I was talking about when, is that when Waltman gets in his face and, uh, he slaps him? Did he slap him? Flair slaps him. And you said they fight over to the, to commentary. Yeah. Yeah. One of those quick slaps, just like he did the hall the night before. But I know these guys really didn't have real, uh, friendship chemistry. Right. Like, when he came over to the whole, you, you couldn't cut the mustard and all that shit, like, he didn't really care for Flair. So I didn't know how much it was real or not, because when Waltman or, or Pac got in his face just enough, man, what a quick, hard bitch slap right on the left. It, it, but, man, it looked like real blows, but, again, that's also those... Old school. That's two pros. Yeah. yeah. And remember, it's no longer X-Pac. We renamed it now. <laughs> Do you remember what it was? Oh, come on, man. I'll wait. Oh, I'll let heat. you figure it out. It was Deborah Heat. There it is. I might give it a minute. We'll get in a segment. 
All right, so next we get Prince Ayake versus Steven Regal, TV title match. Uh, not much to say about this one. Regal retains with the stretch. I feel like I've seen this match already. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, we got a recap of the Glacier Mortis affair from uh, Slamboree. After that, we get Dave Taylor versus Masahiro, Ch- Masahiro Chono. Uh, we have a huge announcement from Mike Tanay. Nitro is going to be at the MGM Grand. Pretty cool venue. Right, yeah. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Chono wins. Uh, we get Gene on the ramp with Sonny Ono afterwards, and Ono cuts a promo on Chono. <laughs> How many times did you practice saying that? I just typed it once. I'm good enough. Uh, Chono gets a win, and Ono cuts a promo on Chono. <laughs> and then they had a guy who was in U2 named Bono. Oh, that's Bono. Wait, it. no. Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> right, man? I, I don't even have notes in front of me. We're riffing it today. That's going pretty good. That's not that bad. Yeah, uh, Sonny Ono basically is just cutting the promo on Chono and says he's got a surprise for him next week. He must have a new guy because he's not with Dragon anymore. We'll see. Uh, next, we get a pre-tape from J.J. Dillon talking about Nick Patrick's request to return to his officiating position at WCW. Uh, talks about uh, his involvement at the match last night. Uh, and after their interview with him, effective 9 a.m., he is reinstated and on probation for 30 days. So... Because he helped us have the win, we will reinstate him. Good job, J.D. There you go. Uh, next we get Wall Street versus Scotty Riggs. So if you don't remember, uh, when Dylan came out, he said that some of the NW contracts weren't valid and they were still contracted to WCW, Wall Street being one of them. Uh, but he's still vehemently against WCW. He's got the shirt on where it says WCW with a circle on a line through it, kind of like Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, and, uh, Scotty Riggs wins, uh, with a quick roll-up, so. Sorry, folks. It's <laughs> you! Oh, I'll be back. <laughs> Take over. <laughs> Next we get Mean Gene, he's on the ramp. I had Valvoline NASCAR introduces Mark Martin, who comes out with Ric Flair. Uh, basically, they're going to give that car away. Uh, it's, it's like the second or third car they've given away since we started doing this. It's insane. Uh, then we get a recap of the professor blowing his nose. Uh, you probably remember that from earlier in the show. After that, we get a recap of DDP and Macho Man from Slamboree. Uh, next, we get Steiner Brothers versus Mongo and Jeff Jarrett. Uh, really hyping up Steiner Brothers, never officially losing the tag titles and then wanting to get back to that. Um, it's Kevin Green runs down, uses the Halliburton on Mongo. Steiner brothers get the win. Come back from break. Mongo and Kevin Green are fighting in the locker room. Uh, I think it was Heenan says, oh, just let him fight. Oh, no, it was actually Zabisco, I think. He said, oh, just let him fight. All right. So next we get our Flair versus six match. Uh, This match went uh, nowhere real quick. Um, It didn't last very long before NWO interfered and they just beat the absolute piss out of flair uh nash cuts a promo says the only thing that matters now is basically getting rid of flair so it's funny because uh i'm back by the way sorry i had i had to blow my nose folks i had to um hall is doing a lot of rick flair motions too he keeps like (laughs) touching his hair slapping his biceps and stuff while nash is uh cutting the promo did you see that someone threw an entire bouquet of flowers in the ring? Six ducks and it lands right on his back, and then he and then he picks it up and then just walks him over and puts him on top of Flair. Yeah. Okay, hang on. 
the throwing of things is getting a little bit out of control. You know what I mean? Like it's, I mean, people are getting pelted weekly. Oh, yeah. But who the fuck was like, I'm bringing in an, an entire bouquet of flowers. I, I'm going to pay thirty nine ninety five. have them nicely wrapped. I think back in the day that had, should have happened a lot. I feel like we've seen it before. Especially for Shawn Michaels. Flowers? For Shawn Michaels. Okay. I, I'm just saying, dude. I don't know. Maybe I've heard I'm going to start doing it. I'm going to start going to shows and start throwing uh, flowers at <laughs> female wrestlers now. <laughs> Unless it was just a work and it was meant there to be symbolic. Who knows? Could be. Who knows? Guess we'll never know. Hmm. But that, I guess that was Nitro, isn't it? Uh, yeah, other than Bischoff coming out to the ring. I uh, was talking about reaching out to Sting, which is he was here tonight so he could slap the paint off of his face. And Sting comes up through the ring, massive pop, Scorpion, death drop, we go off the air. That's right. He does come up through the ring. That was a pretty good moment. The crowd popped. It was funny. There was a kid jumping up and down so fucking hard that, like, if he inched his body forward with the momentum, he would have went over the fucking railing. It was pretty funny watching him do that. But... Here is another moment. You're right. I kept thinking that was the end of it. You're right. This moment, right before Sting does uh, come up for, or as he j- is just about to grab Bischoff, Bischoff gets pelted with a fucking Pepsi across the face. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he had a pissed off look on his face after that. It, it, it's he insane. Because, like, like mm. I mean, it used to be funny because the guys used to try to dodge him or knock him down, like reject him almost, you know? And now there's right. no selling it because you know they're probably tired of it, and they're and they're getting hit good now. Like Nash, when he went into the ring to, I think beat down Flair, he got pelted, right in the head. Yep. Yeah. So it's definitely yeah, happening. I too frequently. it was it, it was cool the one night at Bash of the Beach, but it doesn't have to happen every every Monday. You know what I mean? That's I'm surprised WWE right. never um, ever capitalized on that on happen. Raw. Never said something. To the effect of like, uh, well, on our program, we don't let you throw trash in our ring because we're not trashy. I'm just saying, I'm surprised they never fucking ever said anything like that. Yeah, and it didn't really happen much at Raw. Uh, it did happen on this one, though. It did happen on this one, and uh, we'll get there. Oh. Uh, we start with a recap of the Bret Hart, uh, Shawn Michaels segment from last week, and they show. Yeah, they show you what happened uh, after they went off the air. Everything from the super kick yep. to the uh, scrum with Austin and uh, the Heart Foundation got pretty crazy. Pretty crazy, but they—I mean—they showed you the whole thing. It was a good what, three minutes, four minutes. Yeah, and I think—is this where the Heart Foundation starts running in and trying to get Sean, and he goes in and out of the ring real fast? Yep. Yeah, I like that. It was it was a cool moment. He was like weaseling himself like in out, just barely getting touched. Got the crutch, looking like he was ready to swing at everybody, and then jump right back out of the ring again. Um, yep. Yeah, I like that, Sean. That Sean's cool. This week, we had Gangsters Paradise, Sean. What happened on Raw? <laughs> uh, show starts with Austin in the ring with Jr. Uh, basically Austin saying, I don't give a rat's ass about Shawn Michaels. I just wanted to go after the Heart Foundation. Uh, he was lucky that I was there to save him. Um, Shawn Michaels come out, comes out to the rings. You ain't no friend. I have no problem with you. 
Shawn Michaels keeps calling Austin's son. Basically, wait, 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 wait. What? How do you fucking? You just said and Shawn Michaels comes out. Why did I just say Gangsta's Paradise? You're not well, going to mention what Shawn's wearing. Do it here. You gotta. You know, it's called foreplay. I got it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not used to it. I <laughs> <laughs> might as well call me Ten Second Tom. Let's go. So Shawn Michaels is doing his best uh, Undertaker impression. I almost feel like he wanted to be like the Undertaker, and he's got the bandana on where he's got it tied off in the front, and he's got the sleeveless shirt. Uh, yeah, so he, he definitely went with his... Uh, oh, no, 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 not just a sleeveless shirt. He's wearing his own shirt, what? but it's cut off way above the belly because he wants to do the half shirt, which is funny because that becomes like Stevie Richards' shirt, like, permanently for years. Um, <laughs> but the the bandana, it's like he's trying to do what Nash yeah. and Hall were doing. Yeah. When they did the thug life thing, you know what I mean? Like, it, and all of a sudden he comes out wearing this bandana and I go, uh, as soon as he came out and I go, oh, someone's <laughs> trying too hard this week to be hard. Like someone's trying to be rock hard, but no, for real. He was, it was just, what are you trying to match the intensity with being in Austin with Austin in the ring? That's, I was wondering if it was, you just that, beat the, the shit out of everybody with your hair down and you were wearing a pair of fucking dress slacks. Right. Just exactly say exactly right. Um, yeah, man, it, it could be that it was just doing it as a shout-out to Nash. I didn't even think about that. Could be. Might yeah, be. Definitely. Uh, yeah, so they basically end up in each other's face. Tur- get, turns into a brawl. Heart Foundation comes out on the trine calling him out, says, hey, you guys can't get along, so we'll give you a challenge uh, or an opportunity at the tag titles next week. Uh, then Austin and Shawn Michaels basically both say, well, I don't need you as a partner, so I'm going to find a partner. No, I'm going to find a partner. Then they start pulling the mic away from each other and just end up brawling again. So it was a real cute "will they, won't they" thing that was going on all night. Right. <laughs> no, I like where it goes from here, though. I, I thought there was a good moment with this. Uh, we get an update on the uh, King of the Ring tournament. Uh, we were all a little bit curious about how Triple H was going to uh, extend his possibilities. Well, basically, Ken Shamrock shot on Vader broke his nose so <laughs> vader's out triple h is in <laughs> was that the plan all along and that's why they had him lose last week i just don't uh, i don't know i don't get the plan and how that happened why that happened uh but yeah he did take the place of vader versus uh crush was yep. it crush yep. yeah uh, and we get a multiple distraction ending here. Savio goes for a distraction. China wants to get involved. Ref sees her, catches her, and is distracted with her. Uh, so Savio was about to kick Triple H, who ducks, kicks Crush in the head on accident, gives Triple H the win. Uh, he advances to the semifinals. Uh, we get a little bit of arguing and shoving between Vega and Crush for who comes out to intervene. That right there got me half excited. Why's that? Just, this is not like I'm fucking spoiling anything, right. but eventually, man, this ends up, you know, we get a brand new repackaged nation when Rocky mm-hmm. gets involved, yep. things like that. But you also, we get the Los Bariquas and we get the Disciples of Apocalypse, yep. man. I'm, I'm, I forgot all about it. As soon as they started shoving each other, I go, yeah, baby, all the groups are getting together because I was a fan of that. I'm a very big fan of stables and, you know, gang warfare yeah. kind of stuff and. 
they had a good amount of that in 97 here because you had the Heart Foundations, DOA, Bariquas, uh, you know, the Americans of, you know, who was opposing, you know, everybody else. It was just, I don't, I, good time, man. I love 97. Can't say it enough. Have I ever touched that? Uh, no, I don't think so. Did I ever tell you that it, it, Revenge of the Taker? I was there. I uh, know. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was a good time. I'll, I'll have to tell you sometime. Anybody ever tell you you look like a penis with a hat on? <laughs> no, 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 no. You misunderstood me. <laughs> I love that. Uh, I want you to treat each of these women as you would your own mother. <laughs> God, that was a good reference. That was. Yeah. And by the way, are you saying that because I really do look like a penis right now? I had on. No, not I mean, at all. Not I at see all. myself in this video screen looking at you, and I'm like. Are my, is it because I'm looking down at you, or are my eyes that closed? No, yeah, they are. All right, anyway, let's move on. Uh, yeah, so next uh, we get promos from... <laughs> this is what you're talking about. <laughs> you sent me a text about this. So we get Owen Hart versus Bob Holly. Bob Holly is from Mobile, Alabama, which is where the show's emanating from. And we get a couple of quick video promos from fans saying, you know, how much they're rooting for him. Um, and then King interviews some Alabamians. Uh, I didn't write their names down. What what the fuck? It was like Dean. Mac- doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> a guy and his kid. And the kid, I I really have a hard time figuring out, were those kids' teeth really like that? Like, did they really go out of their way to find a kid that looked like that? Or did they just say, we're just going to put some prosthetic teeth in you, kid. Don't worry about it. <laughs> like... That really could have been a I local. don't think that they would have invested. There's no way they invested money into this 15-second promo. <laughs> there is no way. That shit was found. That was a person they found. That guy that they interview, that's real. Oh, the guy for sure. He goes, he goes how many And you heard it. Have? It's a part of our sound clip here is in the, the beginning in. here, as you heard. Let's but do it. It... it you know it, it, but oh my god, it was oh just fantastic. And, you know, it, the the best line obviously being the, you know, when you guys get divorced, will you still be brother and sister? That's <laughs> and the guy. It flew right over the fucking dude's head. The guy, the fact that the guy did absolutely no selling and had to think about it, it was genuine and real. I go, oh my god, this was real. This was him. He was probably going around fucking with people for uh, for like a half hour. And he's like, I got the clip. We're good. We're done. <laughs> Only took the first people. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh god, it was hilarious. Oh, it was hilarious. It was so great. He's sitting there like scratching his head almost, and the kid, uh huh. It was bad. <laughs> that kid, dude. And it's funny. Are, no, they didn't invest in those veneers until Roman yeah. Reigns came in. <laughs> right. That's why they had to fire all those people. Uh, yeah. So uh, so basically, uh, <laughs> Owen's going for uh, the sharpshooter, and Holly rolls him up and gets the win. There, there apparently was a time in WWE where the hometown person would win. I forgot all about this. I didn't even know that he beat him, and I was like, that's weird after just coming off of the Intercontinental title win, all the stuff with Austin and Michaels and all the shit. Then he lose to Bob Holly. Yeah, it was a quick roll-up. Bulldog Anvil run down. Holly powders into the crowd. Um, yeah, like I said, apparently they let the hometown uh, favorite win, so there's that. Uh, next, we get a quick recap of uh, Taker's promo from last week. He's going to be on later tonight to address the rumors being put out there by Paul Bearer. <clears throat> Excuse me. My... Uh, 
Oh boy, you know, this is not how I want to see Cornette on TV uh, from this era. We get a sunny super soaker commercial where Jim Cornette shows up to her locker room uh, with some contracts that she has to sign. And um, yeah, she sprays Cornette with her super soaker and we get, we hear everybody utter, utter the catchphrase, wetter is better. Okay. Okay, I just got to say, hang on, hang on, hang on. All right, go, okay, fit, pal. Look it. I've been back in New York for just about a week, and my fucking allergies have not adjusted well. That's why you can, I keep getting up. I have to go blow my nose. Hey, man, we're live. We go for the pal. I have to. I'm sorry. Yeah. But all I got back to here is, and Sunny sprays Cornette with her super soaker. <laughs> Are we back on Sunny's side up again? Yeah, right. <laughs> We may really have to review this movie. Movie of the week. (laughs) I don't want to. I really don't want to. No, we're not going to. That's like, hey, would you like to review Two Girls, One Cup? No, I'm good. We're fine. Nope. Nope. All set. All set with that one. Uh, Did you even catch my joke last week? What's that? Did you even catch my sunny joke last week? About the video? Her arrest video? Yeah, never mind. I'm, I don't have to repeat it then. All right. Yeah, I guess not. I don't know. It's one of those things. If anything. I had to explain the joke, it's not funny. <laughs> well, no, that's of true. It's not. Um, yeah. So after that, we get HBK. He's found his uh, tag partner in Shamrock. Uh, so there's that. Uh, next, we get our man. Oh, interview. Sean is fucking reading the uh, cue cards to the left. He keeps looking that way. <laughs> Unless his eye is starting to pre-drift now, he keeps looking at, at cue cards. It could be. You never know. I didn't notice that. I might have to go back. Shamrock to was solid. <laughs> Shamrock kills me because he just has that like permagrin on his face. Like, can I, Do I talk now? I don't know you. <laughs> <laughs> He looks half stoned when you just watch him. <laughs> but he does. He's just the more I think about it, you're right. He's like, you know, Vince, I am happy to be here, man. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to kill everybody as I fucking do it, too. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to, to uh, you know, the Shamrock age where he just, you know, kind of bashes himself in the head. <laughs> that, that as well as as soon as things go wrong, like he gets DQ'd, gets pissed off and starts just suplexing every goddamn referee and security guard. That's a fun shamrock. I can't wait for that. That and the shamrock who I still remember this watching this live, the thing with his sister and he's on the floor. Oh my God. Ryan shamrock. Slap me. He like just, he's, he's cut. He's yelling at her and just looks and goes slap me. Like doesn't even try to hide it. Just says it out loud. Yep. It was great. Good times. It's about as good as the time that Orton went to Sheamus and goes, so what's my line? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so well, we definitely get more of a peak of, uh, and I think they did this last week, you had mentioned, uh, Mankind, uh, his little video package where he's got the, he's got the uh, lumberjack fleece on. Uh, and it's basically, they're trying to show the human side of him, basically turn him face. So. They have the face shirt with the mask over right. it. It's the first time I've noticed that. And he is wearing that that flannel shirt. And this is the third week in a row we are getting extremely personal with wrestling 
or with our wrestlers. Right. We got to the deep side of gold dust for the last two weeks, and now we're beginning mankind's journey. And what I love about this interview with Jim Ross, Jimmy calls him Jimmy every goddamn time. Look at man. I'm a fan of when you do something like that and you stick with it. You know what I mean? Like it, it some, like Jericho calls certain people something and sticks with it. You know what I'm saying? I can't, you like my jerk off friend. He likes to stick with, like once you stay with one thing, you say it. He called him Jimmy and just kept saying, well, Jimmy, th- that would have been the case, wouldn't it, Jimmy? <laughs> and yeah, man, they're pushing towards the face side of this. Now, this is what I remembered was these videos, the home videos. I just didn't remember uh, him versus Rock and him, you know, all that early stuff that we talked about last week. But this is good interviews, man. This week and next week with Mankind are just tremendous. There you go. Next, we get uh, an insight to somebody else who's going through some changes. Leaf Cassidy taking on Scott Taylor. Another one. Taylor wins on a roll-up. Um, yeah, and Leaf is basically just going postal. He starts running down JR on commentary. Just, like, losing his mind. Now, wait. You do know who Scott Taylor was, right? Terry Taylor's brother. Oh, my God. It was Scotty Too Hot. Too Hotty, wow. Yeah, no shit. Yep. Didn't recognize him. Yeah. that's That was young, young Scott Taylor. Because they go, and he's he's really trying to push for the cruiserweight division here. And I go, I don't remember this guy much, and then I saw his face and go, oh, that's why it's Scott Taylor. Oh, that's right, Scotty too hotty. Holy shit. Yep. Uh, yeah, so we go backstage. Austin apparently has found his partner, but it's Sable's door. Okay, maybe he's looking for Marrow. Opens the door, and Sable's just has no top on. She's just holding his shirt up, and it's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'd say, I'd say, Notably, the Austin 316 with shirt. The Austin 316 just, shirt. Know. And then the best part was, can you just please leave? He leaves. He closes the door and then he opens it back up. I'm sorry. What'd you say? Would you please leave? <laughs> He's like, I don't know what your damn problem is, and he slams the door. <laughs> it was great. It was a really good moment. She was pissed off. No, it was awesome. Uh, we end our one with seeing Brett arrive to the arena, uh, con- conferring with the foundation. Uh, they open up hour two. They come out to the ring. Man, Brett is long-winded with these promos. And he's got a ton of heat. They were throwing shit at the ring for this, and the best part was Anvil and Pillman yeah. would always kind of look at the crowd like, what the fuck, I'm going to beat your ass. Yeah, they they were not liking it because they it, Anvil, more than anybody, kept getting pelted, I felt mm-hmm. like. like Maybe he was just the easiest target. He was blocking, but he kept getting hit a lot. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, Brett says he's got a surprise. He's talking about how Heartbreak Kid has recovered from his knee injury. You know, being really sarcastic. He says, I know a real hero, a real man coming back at King of the Ring with a bad knee. It's me. So Brett says he's coming back. And on top of that, he says he can be, he can beat HBK in 10 minutes. And if he can't, he'll never wrestle in the USA again. So I remember Michaels this. On, yeah, Shawn Michaels on the Tron. Uh, he says, you know what? I want your goons at ringside but they're going to have to be handcuffed to the ring posts. And uh, you, my friend, can't go 10 minutes in any situation. Even though you've had a lot of sunny days, you still can't get the job done. We all know this promo. It's the big one. Did you see how quick Brian Pillman looks right at Brett during it? As mm-hmm. soon as he said the sunny days, 
Pillman looked at him like, yo, what the fuck? It was like a quick glance. It wasn't an in-character kind of glance. You could almost tell. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. uh, did he really just say that to you? Um, I do remember this whole thing. And yeah, he accepts and, and it's set for King of the Ring. We fucking know this doesn't even happen. And I'm like, I forgot how they get out of this whole thing now. I can't remember it. That's the weird thing about doing this is you know a lot of shit, but you, like, I feel personally like I don't remember how soon it happens after something and what the genesis of it was. So this is part of the cool part is to see everything that goes into the big moments that we remember. Right? Now, I want to, I'm always going to keep referring to the, Greatest Rivalries DVD, if I can, only because of it really works along with this entire era, this year, at least. You know, I could go back and forth. I'm always, if you ever ask me if it's Brett versus Sean, end of the day, it's always Brett. That's me. I'm Brett. I'm always going to be a Brett guy. It's kind of one of those things when, like, all right, let's say... Me, you, I love Wheezy, right? But me, you, and Wheezy, we're all hanging out. And I keep talking shit about Wheezy and his injury, right? Even though, you know, I, I we all know that he's full of shit. Mm. But because I keep poking at it, it's not making me look that good either. Because I keep looking like the dick who has to keep bringing it up. Does that make sense where I'm going yeah, with this? Yeah. That is Brett right now to me. I get it. You think the injury's fake, but he's almost saying it too much. And it's and again, I'm on his side. I think Sean's full of shit. The whole, you know, with everything with WrestleMania 13 and everything to go down the road. I mean, he says he had my hand to God uh, to his wife. I had nothing to do with this thing right. years later. Yeah, no, I knew about it. I, I was sitting in the room with Triple H. My point to this is that Brett's almost doing it almost too much and on TV. That is why I feel like Sean did a little bitch slap with, all right, man, here's your sunny days. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I'm at with this. I'm just looking at it on a, and I, I guess a devil's advocate standpoint with this whole thing. What, what are your thoughts on it? I've actually, I've, I've really gone back and forth on this after since watching this, I'm like, Man, maybe if Brett stopped saying all this shit, you know, like, but there's no way it was scripted. Hey, and I'm going to go after your knee. I want to keep hitting home if that's fake. Is that cool with you? There's no way Sean was like, yeah, yeah, please, let's make everybody think I'm a bitch. <laughs> um, well, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, we know that the best storylines are rooted somewhat in reality, right? So a lot of this yeah. shit wrote itself because it's really how they felt about each other. Um, Brett is the crybaby. You know, and, and one of the mm-hmm. things that I always, okay. you know, not that I'm, uh, you know, put too much stock in what Bruce Pritchard says, but uh, the way that he explained it is, you know, we are determining who's going to wear that title, who's going to be the face of the company. Brett felt like he won it legitimately. And you didn't. Like, you did win right. it. But um, so I think, Brett, you know, Brett really took his position seriously as well he should have. I mean, it showed in his work. Um and I just I think they were both on in in positions uh, with where their personalities did not lend it to them getting along. Um, so I don't really think either one of them was right. They both said shit. They both crossed the line. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah. 
but it made for good TV. Just a, it's just a very interesting thing, man. I I think I may even have to watch that DVD again now. It's just such a good, uh, just good, like you said, the best things will derive from you know real life, and maybe that's why I love this era so much. It's just so real. It's like so many real jabs are being thrown, and it's like right. you're just sitting back. It's it's the Michael Jackson eating popcorn thing, man. That's all this is. You're sitting back like Ooh. now that he said something days. What is he going to say next week? Oh, pretty much. That's how they get you back. So uh, for our, the awe moment of the night, we get Goldust coming out to the ring, says, who wants to see Marlena? Who wants to see two Marlenas? A big one and a little one. They bring out Dakota in a cute little gold dress. It was hilarious because she goes running right to the ring, and then she gets to the ring and she yep. can't get up. <laughs> Dustin actually has to pick her up to get her into the ring. And they're just I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of funny moments in this thing. Yeah, they're just trying to get her to say stuff into the mic. She's not doing it. She puts the mic like right up to her mouth, like the foam covering, you know, yep. right up to her mouth. And she, all she ever really says is dad and daddy. <laughs> um, it well, just... it's funny because he and then he lays down and it's he lays on his back mm-hmm. and she's standing above him. And I'm like, it's like something you do at home, right? Like that you're right. just like when you're laying on the living room floor. And he goes, you'll never forget the name of, (laughs) and hands her the mic. And she goes, and he's holding it. And she goes, give me. And she pulls the mic from him instead. And then she just goes to the rope and starts jumping on it. And I go, fuck, this is actually more entertaining than every Raw I've seen in the last five years in real life. No shit. All right. (laughs) Yeah, it was just a cute moment. Uh, So we had gold. It it was, but it's because they're trying, they're going to play off yeah, this very yeah. soon. They're trying to humanize him more as a, as a real person. So, you know, and even Marlena, yeah. you know, we didn't, we never got many words from Marlena. Um, and just to see her as a mother at that point, I think it was really, it was nice. They did a good job with it. I think you know, based on what they're trying to do. Yeah. I, you know, I, my whole life, I was never really in the milk, but if she, all right, never mind. <laughs> oh, I said the loud part quiet and the quiet part loud. Um, <laughs> what is that from? The Simpsons. The Family Guy. Oh, so t- <laughs> uh, I did too. That's weird. That's fine. All right, let's move on. Uh, we do get Goldust versus Rockabilly. Guess what happens? Honky Tonk Man tries to interfere, gets clocked with the guitar, but somehow Goldust got disqualified for that. So I don't know. Figured out. That is it. Oh, my God. I'm just remembering. They explained that Triple H, the reason he used the guitar last week was because he didn't realize you could get disqualified in the King of the Ring tournament. You could only win by pinfall or submission. And since Vader couldn't wrestle, we're giving him one more chance. Uh, There you go. Seems a bit. They said that, and I go, what? How about just someone's injured and we fill them in? Don't do that. He's so stupid he didn't know that he couldn't use a guitar. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize I couldn't do that. <laughs> Was that a Dave Chappelle reference? Dave Chappelle reference. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know. You know what, Dave? And I, I did know I could get away with it. <laughs> Chip, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that a baby? <laughs> Hey, baby. I got kids of feet. <laughs> hey, baby. Go home. Go home, kids. Stop selling drugs. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we can't just do a whole Dave Chappelle bit here. 
Uh, next, we get Ahmed uh, backstage. I don't know if the Prozac's wearing off or he hasn't taken it yet. Um, but they're basically talking about Farouk. Very weird, one. somber one. He looks very depressed. <laughs> uh, Farouk's, they mentioned Vince is kind of having an interview. It's weird because Ahmed's not looking at the camera. He's looking straight ahead like Vince is there. But Vince is on commentary. So it's just weird. Um, yeah, maybe he didn't take his Prozac. Yeah, I have a theory on this promo. I'm going to let you say everything. Go through all of this, and then I have a not a theory, just something I want to say. Okay, so basically, uh, they're talking about Farouk playing the race card. Vince does, and uh, Ahmed's not happy that Vince brought it up, but he'll talk about it anyway. And Ahmed says, "Yeah, basically, when has there been a black man to get a shot at the title?" Uh, well, uh, we've had several uh, black wrestlers get shots over there. They just <laughs> haven't won it yet. <laughs> I can't. I fucking can't. He doubled down two weeks in a row. I can't. Just, Jesus Christ. All right, do the rest of the promo, please. That's that's basically the notes that I took. Ahmed gets a little heated All right. at the hey, end. All right, hang on. Okay. All right, I did the wheezy story earlier. Let's let's get back to that for a second. Um, I got one. On this show, he's black. Uh, Nightwing, <laughs> let's say, let's say I came to you and I had an argument with my black friend, another black friend, and he was telling me that something I did or said was racist. Mm-hmm. And I came to you and was like, hey, you're a black man, Nightwing. Let me ask you this question. It was just, it was the most inappropriate fucking thing that you could have done is that, hey, let me ask you a question, Ahmed. You're black. Do you think that what he said was right? <laughs> It was really fucking weird. And then Ahmed's like, well, now that you said it, yeah, you are a racist fuck. And then Vince goes, well, no, 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 Ahmed. That's not what we're trying to get to. So I'm like, this guy doubled down two weeks in a row on pointing out that he only has token black champions or token guys, as Farouk called it. Yep. Holy shit. That's crazy. I really, I was like, this is a fucking cringeworthy thing to watch. I couldn't believe he asked Ahmed this. <laughs> yeah, and we're still what oh a couple God. years away from The Rock winning the world title. A year and a half. Yeah. He doesn't win to the end of '98. End of '98. <laughs> well, they got there eventually, I guess. Um, Austin is uh, backstage, still looking for a tag partner, and they show him talking to somebody, but you can't see who it is until he steps aside, and it's Harvey Whippleman. It's fucking hilarious because mm-hmm. earlier in the promo, he said, I'm just going to get some 75 pound guy or some 75 year old guy and have him just sit his ass in the corner while I beat everybody's ass, which is basically what he said. Then you get the most excited Brooklyn brawler I've ever seen in my life saying, I'll do it. Yeah! I'll be your partner. And then awesome just throws him into the set into like the, uh, the, the oil drums and the, and the fence, which is hilarious. And then Austin, he says, needs Harvey. a partner, anybody, and he gets one that says, yes, I'll do it. And he's like, but not you, not you, Brooklyn Brawler. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and then Austin tells Harvey that he's going to do it uh, and walks off. Uh, next, we get Rocky Maivir versus Farouk. I didn't take many notes on this one. I'm, you know, towards the end here, I was kind of skimming through. I'll let you speak to anything. But what I think the interesting thing that happens is after uh, Farouk gets the win, he instructs the nation not to beat down Rocky commentary sells it as uh, mm-hmm. compassion but i mean ultimately i think we know what we're dealing with here it's not just because he's going to go into the nation i think it is compassion towards a black man yeah. 
Okay, yeah. And he's trying to um that's why I think the nation completely turns itself a little bit in you know, time to come. Mm. And it's I just couldn't get over it because even I'm fucking Vince just didn't stop. He died. <laughs> Triple down now in commentary. <laughs> I mean, we've had black people here. <laughs> it's just, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, like, and I'm watching my tongue on how I'm saying it right now, because I don't want to offend anybody here in 2022. He's the owner of a motherfucking company. Hmm. It was more like, can you guys believe this? <laughs> this guy saying this about me. Uh, the truth? Yeah. No, no, no. You know, he was spot on, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's messed up, to say the least. Um, we have the Hart Foundation backstage beating up Bob Holly. Well, well there goes that. Uh, and then we get Taker out for a promo. We got Paul Bear all bandaged up on the Tron, uh, bringing up that uh, rainy day where they buried Taker's parents and promised I'd never let that secret out. Yeah, not one of the best promos, but they're definitely sowing the seeds, so. I love that uh, Bear mentions not only has my face changed, but even my voice has changed. Uh-huh. He had to quickly let you know that his voice has changed in there, too. Because <laughs> he's not, oh, the whole time. Because he's like, you, Undertaker. Yeah. Like, he he has, like, different, you know, uh, infection. He now. probably didn't want to do the, uh, the high-pitched shit anymore. So he's like, listen, you burned my vocal cords. That's what we're going with. You know? Nice. Uh, nice choice of verbiage. Yeah. Burn. Burn. Sick burn. Kane. Family. Dead. Wow. Deed. <laughs> and then honestly. Is that the wars? And that, well, the, the, oh. the, yeah, there was one more thing we get. We did get Anvil uh, versus Austin. Uh, I really kind of zoned out for this one because it was just a placeholder to get them to the beatdown at the end where HBK ran out. And we had a scrum. And then. It is announced as Jim Ross gets in the ring and lets everybody know after two full hours of will they, won't they fall in love with each other? I mean, tag with each other. Doesn't matter what the fuck they just did. President Gorilla Monsoon said, you guys are going to tag next week against the Heart Foundation. Yep. So all that made zero sense. Mm-hmm. Good job. I had to fill in some time, you know. It worked. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Again, see, it doesn't always have to make sense for me to sit and watch and like it. And I'm Certainly. still, you know, I mean. Yeah, the Sable bit yeah. was, was uh, gold. I mean, shit, they had Goldust Kid playing in the ring for a little bit. So, you know. Could be worse. Could have been a full two hours of Vince trying to explain that he's not racist. <laughs> Look at guys. Let me tell you about my TV. All right, hey guys, it is time for movie of the week. You know, when it comes to these movies of the week, we, we've been going with uh, a kind of more dramatic theme, if you will, more on the serious side. This one, when I saw it on the list, I think it is more than that, which I'm excited about, uh, but one that I've never watched in full. And this is one of those things where every time you and I, you know, 
you know, when I did Butterfly Effect, you're like, I got to go watch that now. You know, and same with, you know, uh, Armadeus uh, or Armadeus. Same with this. This one that you are going to be talking about this week is a pretty, I would say, would you consider this a cult classic or just a, I feel like it's in that cult classic realm. Yeah, it might be on the lower end, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it seems like a lot of people are definitely familiar with it. So, you know, We're talking about Sin City and one of my favorite things about this from anything that I've known or seen is what I personally think is just excellent cinematography. How it's done. We've talked about it. I like Tarantino went with all seventies kind of look with uh, death proof, you know, like things like that. When you just, you don't do the normal full blown HD, even though we all know you can. And this one right here done would was this like maybe 2010 ish 12 yeah somewhere around there i'm guessing go with it how how did you choose this as your movie of the week you don't even know anything about it <laughs> i just don't know the year i'm sorry jesus name me any movie right now i'll tell you the year go ahead no, i'm good 1972 go <laughs> there you go there you go <laughs> You are good with that. You've, you've Sin City. You've, All right. You nailed a few of them when we've talked about it. So, but yeah, uh, Sin City. Um, do I dare say this is maybe about Las Vegas? No, actually, it's not. Uh, no shit. Yeah, All right. Uh, oh, for one. Not, All right. Yeah, Let's see anything else I might know about this. How can guys lay off pitches <laughs> this close? Uh, it's actually Sin City One, <laughs> Professor Zero. <laughs> uh, it's Basin City. <laughs> And somebody, there's a sign when you're going in, welcome to Basin City. Somebody crossed out the B and the A, and so they just call it Sin City. Oh. Yeah. So this is basically a comic book come to life. Uh, it's, it's more of like a graphic novel. It is very graphic. Um, but, yeah, it's just cool. You see a, a creepy-ass Elijah Wood, like creepy-ass, like cannibal, like psychopath, insanity. I'm like, I've seen him in movies when I was a kid, like Radio Flyer. He creeped the fuck out of me in that. So, I mean, yeah, if that's what that, you mean. That but... was, yeah, that is a weird movie. <laughs> um, yeah, who else? Uh, Mickey Rourke. Looks like a bad Rourke's in this, huh? Jessica Alba. Bruce Willis. Uh, who else am I missing? Oh, Rutger Hauer has a cameo in it, which is always cool. Um, what the fuck is his name? Clive. Clive Owens, I think. Um there was the actress that passed away that was the uh, voice of the older sister on King of the Hill. Brittany, Brittany Murphy? No, Brittany. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah she was in it. Uh, Rosaria Dawson was in it. Um, who the fuck? Benicio Del Toro was in it. Yeah, it's it's really. Oh, it's a pretty, pretty all-star cast. Yeah, it, again, it really is. And it is very Tarantino-esque where it's not necessarily linear. Right, you're getting stories mm-hmm. about people, and you're kind of bouncing around, and there's maybe a little overlap here and there, um, but yeah, it's it's just creepy. It's weird. It's it's a lot of black and white, but they get some color in there every once in a while. Um, That's what I love about it. Yeah, it, it it is just shot well. It's just fun. If you like comics and you can appreciate that shit, uh, you know, I, I, it's not an Academy Award winner, but it was. It was it was filmed. I, I'm pretty sure it was all green screened. Um, but man, whoever just did the art and everything, you know, the costumes, uh, they got the right people. Uh, it, yeah, it's just, it's just a fun movie. You know, I'm actually thinking about watching it with the kids, but we'll see. I, 
love seeing a picture of something black and white, like a just a singer. It's all black and white, but the only thing in color is the guitar or mm. just one. You know what I'm saying? Like just something like that. And yep. this movie does a lot of that where certain things, you know, red is generally one of the best colors that get highlighted in that kind of movie, you know, especially with blood. Um, but, you know, it's love that. That's what I was referring to when I said the cinematography of it, the uh, just the color scheme. Not done enough, I feel like. It's a very cool thing. Um, side uh, part to this is that, uh, you know, you said Rosario Dawson. Uh, did you realize that she's in Santana and Rob Thomas's smooth music video? Just found that out just like two days ago. Okay. She's dancing her ass off in it. Yeah. Didn't know that. Whatever. Take that nugget for, you know, keep that thought there. Hmm. So Sin City. All right, well, I'm going to have to check it out. You guys do the same. In a couple of weeks, we'll have another movie of the week. That one might be a little close to wrestling-related, I would say. And uh, we also, next week, we'll be back with a top topic. Next week, I'm going to give you a leg drop, a sharpshooter, a power bomb. What's the best one? Anything. It could be the sh- What's the best finisher of all time? If you had to think one right now, go. I have the list done, but I'm kind of curious what you would Best one ever. choose if you I had mean, to right off the top of your head. Best finisher. Damn, man. I, I like the choke slam. I like the tombstone. I think they're good. Figure four, okay. figure four is good. Sharpshooter is good. Um, yeah, man. I, I do like the stunner, the RKO. Uh, I think those are good ones. Uh, perfect plex. I was always a big fan of the perfect plex. Oh man, Perfect Plex is a really good one. I don't, I, man. I wonder if that made it. To, that might have made it to the, the Razor's list. Edge. I mean, it, we obviously know number one is going to be the, uh, the the snake bite thing that uh, Santino Morella does. But yeah, oh my god, I do like a good heart punch. I actually want to do that to someone just once. <laughs> just cool. And then when they just look at I'll me and don't do anything, I'm gonna fun. be like. <laughs> but when they just go huh, and just look at me, I'm like. Excuse me for a second. I'm just run. <laughs> well, check back next week because we have a top topic. We'll have some AEW results. Let's see who the wild cards were. We'll be talking some more news. Hopefully, we'll have more double or nothing matches that will be announced by them because we're kind of running out of time. We're only like two weeks away from the pay-per-view, and we had nada other than the men's and women's match for the, the world titles. Hopefully, something good comes of it. And hopefully this week, Eric Bischoff leaves CM Punk alone. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> Sorry, I, that was. <laughs> I'll boo myself after we get off. All right. Thanks so much for listening to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. I bid you a farewell, as you always know. I don't have my notes in front of me, but God damn it, I do know that every week, because it's season four, ODM is going to leave you with just four words. Chicken nuggets every day. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. 
Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM Joe Rizzo, with special weekly segments by Nightwing the Analyst Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopwrestling at gmail.com. And we'll clap in three, two, one. That was a weak clap. Yeah, I got to set the blunt down to do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably not going to work out very well. Let me try this again. All right. And clap in three, two, one. Another good week, man. Nitro was one more. was only an hour this week, right? Yes. Yes, that definitely helped. But next week, it's back to two. Yeah, that's all right. Hopefully by then I'll be on a more, you know, my cycle will be aligned. File that one under blood shit, too. Um. (laughs) (laughs) 